Yo, today's QOD is Roger That. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We got a brand new speaker on the show today. His name is David Goggins. And let me tell you, this man is a beast. My goodness. You know, people have been telling me to read his book, and I got it. It had been on my shelf for like six, seven months, and I finally got to it. And man, the book was fantastic. I highly recommend, I know, I know I'm always recommending books to you, but this one, add it to your cart, add it to your wish list, and make sure you read it. Actually, I got some more book recommendations for you right now. Save you on shipping, right? I read 15 books in November. I was like, I'm getting off of social media. I'm just going to sit around the house. I'm just going to read books. And I mostly read books that were written by highly successful people, telling their stories of how they became successful, the ups and the downs. Let me tell you, there's a lot of downs in there, right? A lot of pivoting, a lot of mistakes, a lot of failures that they got through. I'm going to give you uh, my top five of November. Hmm. Black Privilege by Charlemagne the God was amazing. Oh, this is my favorite one of them all. It's All in Your Head by Russ. Um, It's a short book. You can read it in an hour, but it will... Light a Fire Under Your Butt. That book was so good. Uh, let's see, what else? The 50th Law by 50 Cent and Robert Greene. It's kind of an older book um, that I reread, but it's another fantastic one. Um, and in addition to Can't Hurt Me, Miracles Happen by Mary Kay Ash. You know, Mary Kay Cosmetics. So if you're a woman and you're in business or you're thinking about starting a business, you have to read Miracles Happen by Mary Kay Ash. You will absolutely love it. Let's get to um, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. One thing um, that really stood out to me is this question that he poses in the book. And I have it written right here on my computer on a post-it here. It's the question, what are you capable of? Like, what are you really capable of. Like you think you know what you're capable of, but you really don't know because you haven't tried it yet. Like this man you're about to hear ran a hundred miles and he wasn't even a runner. And I don't mean he ran a hundred miles in like a week or a year. He ran a hundred miles in 24 hours without really training for it. Like that's like, what are you capable of? You know, it's like a car. If you put a governor on a car and you set it to 65, say, you can't go over 65 because the governor's on the car. Like, what kind of governor have you put on yourself? Do you really know your limits or do you just think you know your limits? But I want you to go into the weekend asking yourself that question. Write it down. Put it somewhere where you can see it. What am I capable of? David Goggins, coming up. In that, uh, in that mission where you went 21 years military, when you got out, you decided to pursue some other kind of crazy things. Right. 
uh, ultra running. How, how did you slip into that idea? So if any of you guys out here are familiar with the, uh, the uh, book Lone Survivor, it's about a guy named Marcus Luttrell. I was in Bud's for almost a decade, so, you know, going through SEAL training for so long, I knew a lot of guys on this op. For some of you who don't know about this op, what happened was it was the worst incident in SEAL history. There was four guys doing an overwatch, and, you know, they got discovered by some, by some people. And long story short, everybody died but Marcus Luttrell. And at this time, I was about 200 and some odd pounds, hadn't put running shoes on, and a lot of these guys had kids. So I wanted to raise money for these families, you know, and, and the best way I could do it was I, I, I went online and found a foundation called the Special Operations Warrior Foundation. This foundation sends kids to college full tuition if your dad, who was a special operator, died in combat. So I found a great foundation, but I'm not a real smart person, so I Googled the 10 hardest events in the world. And I chose the very top one. And the very top one was this race called the Badwater 135. It's a 135-mile run through Death Valley in the summertime. Mm. Right, not real smart. Mm. So 135 miles, 130 degrees. I called the race director up, but I didn't think it was humanly possible for a person to run 135 miles at one time. So I thought it was a stage race. I thought you would go run like 20 miles, 15 miles, set up camp, little barbecue, whatever. <laughs> and then you run again the next morning. So I called the race director up. He goes, hey, have you ever run 100 miles? And I said, in a calendar year? He goes, no, at one time, in 24 hours or less. I said, no. He goes, well, to qualify for Badwater, you got to run 100 miles in 24 hours or less. So I was like, I haven't even run past 20 miles in my life, and I haven't put running shoes on in over a year. And I call him up on a Wednesday. That next Saturday, or that Saturday, was a 100-mile race called the San Diego One Day. You run around a one-mile track for 24 hours, and my goal was to get 100 miles. So I'm not going to get into the you know, nuts and bolts of it all, but a 200-some-mile-pound man who doesn't go running at all, you can kind of imagine how it went. I ended up running 101 miles in 19 hours. I got done with the race. I called Chris Kostman up. Chris Kostman was like, I heard how bad off you were, and um, you're not ready for the hardest race in the world. So there's one more race I could do to kind of prove to Chris Kostman that I wanted to do this race to raise money. I had to show up to the start line of this race called the Hurt 100. The Hurt 100 is very fitting for this race because at the time, only 20-some people had completed the race. There's over 30, almost 30,000 feet of climbing in a 100-mile race. So it's like the equivalent of climbing Mount Everest, and we're going to throw in 100 miles. So basically, I went to the start line of that race with cast on my feet, and I completed this race and went on to do the bad water 135. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> the, the reason for the cast on your feet was it that race the week before? Right, so what I didn't tell you all is in my third hell week, um, when you, so when you go through one hell week, they say it takes five years off your life. So I guess I'm almost expired from yeah. this world right now. So basically, when I was going through my third hell week, I didn't have a lot of time to heal my body. So the CO, so the people in charge were like, hey, David, you know, this is your last time going through. So basically, 
My legs were broken starting Navy SEAL training for the third time. And what I realized was I had to literally get compression tape. And what compression tape is, is what athletes put on their ankles to keep their ankles from rolling. I put that on my, on my feet all the way up to my calf muscle, and it, it kept my feet from flexing or my feet from flexing. So I kind of ran with my hip flexors. And the first hour of running would be so painful, but then my feet would go numb. And I was able to get through training that way. That's how I got through Navy SEAL training. So nice. Yeah. Something you find you must have some unique capacity to turn off what your brain's telling you and go through the pain. How does that work? Well, for me, you guys kind of heard a little bit about my life story about being afraid and and you know being insecure. And I used to lie to everybody about who I wasn't. And one thing I found out in my life once I started my journey is how amazing we are and how far we can go and how strong our mind is. But I found out through belief, you know, I, I never blamed God for anything. And I was very patient in my life. And I had a true belief. A lot of us believe in God, but, you know, some of us kind of believe in God. When things go bad, we blame God. I had a true belief, and that true belief allowed me to go to a place in my mind that most people are afraid to go because it's painful. There's suffering involved and there's questioning involved of why am I doing this? I was able to go to these dark places and find light. And I found myself in this journey when I was so far away from myself from blaming people. The second I started blaming myself, I found myself. So I have a way to kind of go inside and, and become a better person. I was, uh, yeah. I was up in Washington State this week and thinking about being here today, knowing you were coming. And so I, I got a Fitbit this week. And uh, I thought, you know, 10,000 steps a day, I should at least get started. You know, I, I haven't gotten very far between then and today. So Roger you're kind that. of intimidating, you know, to uh, stand here with you. Roger but that. I, I'm in the, I'm on the journey here. Hey, that's good. Yeah? That's good. Is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, 10,000 steps. Every, it's all relative. Okay. 200 mile running, 100, hey, that's, it's, all, it's all relative. Well, I'm, I'm going to do it. I love it. Okay. That's great. Roger that, you have said. Uh, what does that mean to you? That's become kind of part of your life message. So I say Roger that a lot. And I say Roger that because what I found out going through training, I've, I've, I've been in every single special ops training from Delta Force to Rangers to Air Force Special Ops to Navy SEALs. I've, I've, where, wherever hard is, let me go there so I can see who David Goggins is. And a lot of people quit because it really does suck. It is so hard and so miserable that it literally questions, it questions you are as a man. So what I found out about people was what makes a person quit is they overthink a situation in front of them. So in BUDS, SEAL training, the water temperature is very cold. It's the Pacific Ocean. It's freezing. You've been up all day, all night for 70-some hours, 80-some hours, and your mind is saying, why in the world am I doing this? The people who make it through training are the people who just say in their mind, roger that. So if the instructor were to tell me, hey, David, jump in that water, do a sugar cookie, do a 1,000 push-ups, I didn't think about it because it sounds real stupid. 
You know, you think about it, like, you know what, I'm not doing this. I'm going home, taking a hot shower, drinking some coffee, getting a nice donut. Now I'm going to be comfortable. So when you think too much, you become very weak. And thinking is good, but sometimes thinking is bad. So I came up with this slogan of the Roger That mentality. The Roger That mentality, when somebody says do something, you just do it. You don't think about it. You say, Roger that. You don't overthink it. And before you know it, that task is done. And you can go on with your life, and you didn't overthink it, and you become very successful. So with, with that being said, yeah. Rev, All right. this is your shirt. Sweet. I appreciate it. Roger that. Here you go. Thank you for that. That was David Goggins. His website is davidgoggins.com. Pick up his book, Can't Hurt Me, at your local bookstore as well as amazon.com. And also, you can watch today's entire talk on the YouTube. It is called Unshakable, the true story of how I transformed my life, David Goggins. That is it for me, my friends. Hope you enjoyed this week's QOD clips. I will see you on Monday. Who we got Monday? I'll tell you who we got all week. We got Ed Milet on Monday. Dr. Michael Bruce, my main man, talking about sleep on Tuesday. Carla Harris on Wednesday. Zig Ziglar on Thursday. And Brian Tracy on Friday. I will see you on Monday. I'm out. Peace. 